coital closeness. That's the name of today's little lead transmission, coital closeness. And for today, I'd like to talk about some ways that one can go about increasing intimacy during lovemaking. And unfortunately, in today's day and age, we live in a society, a quote, hookup culture, where sex has become as intimate as shaking one's hand. It's really quite sad, and it's very indicative of these Kali Yuga, Aquarian, very transhumanist times. So for today, I want to talk about how we can cultivate intimacy during lovemaking, and a little bit about this degeneracy and purity culture, and why neither of these are good things. Of course, we always know that Zog likes to promote extreme things, extreme yin, extreme yang, and of course, based on our constitution, we will flock to what attracts us. So in these times, we have this kind of uh, juxtaposition, this kind of division, if you will, between the degeneracy culture of LGBTP and um, AI-based sex, if you could even call it sex. I'd be hard-pressed to call anything not involving a human sex, but we have things like sex dolls and vibrators and stroking devices for men. There's a whole new genre of sex toys where they're made for men because typically that genre was for women historically. But now we have a society where a lot of people are not in relationship. They may never be in relationship or they may never even have the experience of you know, sharing sexuality with another human, which is very sad to go from birth to death and never get to experience that. We also have a society where people were going months and years on end without lovemaking based on not having the availability of a mate or perhaps based on having no drive or having issues of stagnation or deficiency, which would cut their drive. That is the reason why when many people get older, they no longer have a drive for sex because they end up becoming too yin or they end up stagnated in a certain way. So they're not going to be able to have the oomph and the juice to crave sex and lovemaking, right? So it's kind of a crazy time to be alive. It's an interesting time to be alive. There's, there's no doubt about that, but we have this Thing going on with this degenerate culture of LGBTP, this quote, sex positive culture, which it really isn't sex positive. It's a perversion of sexuality. We also have these slogans like sex work is work, you know, don't shame somebody for their quote kink, even if their quote kink has to do with something that's illegal, immoral, um, predatory towards youngsters. Don't shame these people, right? We have the drag queen story hour or the drag monster story hour. That all falls into the category of degeneracy. And then we have this purity culture where we're being told, never have sex with anyone but your spouse. Only do it in one position. If you're a woman and you've had sex with more than one person, you've got to be a whore. You've got to have roast beef. You've got to be loose as hell. These are all hoaxes. The humorous thing actually about the whole loose trope that misogynists and incels usually project on women is that when you're loose, it's because you weren't using it. It's like someone who is in bed for months recuperating from something. Their muscles atrophy. So the whole idea that someone who has a lot of sex and orgasms would be loose is hilarious because the opposite would be true. Someone who wasn't having a lot of sex and orgasms would be more likely to be loose because they're 
uterine and yoni muscles wouldn't be toned. So I think it's hilarious. It just goes to show how ill-informed misogynists and incels are about sexuality and women's bodies and probably their own body as well that they think something like that. And of course, we already have this religious thing, all these um, mostly Western religions, uh, you know, the West, how great it is. I mean, not saying that, you know, white Western civilization isn't good, but our connotation of, quote, the West really has very little to do with white Western civilization. It's really this Talmudic miasmic overcloth that's been thrown over society, pretending and masquerading to be the, quote, West. So we have this juxtaposition of essentially people who are obsessed with what they think is a god. And then we have people on the other side, the degenerate people, who are all into the other idea of a god, which is usually like some type of AI type of thing, some type of atheist belief. That in itself is a belief in some type of something. Don't think it's not. The only belief that would be out of those bounds would be someone who was a non-theist who didn't believe in either. And I'm not promoting that idea because I think we all, to have a really deep and spiritual and meaningful life, would believe in some type of higher power, just not a robot machine or, um, you know, one of these, uh, quote, Western gods. And thinking about AI, I think a lot of the stuff they put out there regarding AI, I think it's all a trope. I think it's all a hoax. I think it's to hook the people in who aren't religious, which is a lot of people these days, and aren't aware of their their true, you know, racial roots of their religion. Because what good is a religion if if race is not an, an aspect of it? It's just someone else's belief system, and it's basically it's not for us. It's it's a foreign thing, right? So we have this culture already where we have these extremes of yang and yin, the degeneracy culture the purity culture. Then we have people who have imbalanced constitutions. They're too yin, so they have no sex drive, or they're too yang, so they have too high of a sex drive. And there is such thing as having too high of a drive, right? Then that would be someone who possibly would be giving all their energy away, especially for men in this Western culture. Most of them are exposing. They're not retaining. They may have never learned how to do that. They may not understand it. And we also have a problem in this culture with things like premature ejaculation, which is actually tied to shallow breathing. So if men are out there and they're dealing with that, maybe you just need to take deeper breaths and kind of understand how to control your organ, your phallus, right? Not a lot of men know how to. Women don't either. I think that's one of the reasons we have this society of sex dolls and vibrators and stroking devices like that fleshlight. They even make these devices for men that are hundreds of dollars. And it's like this suction thing. A guy would put on his his penis to, you know, basically stimulate simulate fellatio. I mean, these are these are really weird and sad times that we're living in. Or we have this casual sex hookup culture where people just treat sex like it's a handshake. They're just there to release. They may be on their phone a couple of minutes after the uh, the interlude ends looking for someone else to do this with, like basically like bar hopping or hopping around, you know, the city and trying little snacks going on like an eating tour. That's how most people are actually treating sex these days. And sex is actually one of the most sacred activities in the world, which is why they have done this thing where they made it either this, they think it's totally degenerate, you know, made into this really like perverse and disgusting thing, 
or they've taken it and they've told you, oh, you can only do it with one person if you have this legal piece of paper signed, otherwise you're a total piece of shit. And of course, neither of those things are true. And I was also thinking about this in regards to like LGBTP. I mean, back in the day when someone was like into, you know, being like a Casanova or, you know, basically being the kind of person who'd want to have sex a lot with like a lot of different people, these people didn't mess up their genitals with like crazy surgery and hormones. So I'm thinking, how are these people who are doing all this crazy crap to their body, how are they even getting laid in the first place, right? I mean, usually when someone's into sex, they take care of their body and their genitals so and their face and everything else. So people will be interested in them in that context. But these people who are hacking up their body and taking hormones, like, how are they even getting sex in the first place? These are the people who are probably fueling this whole industry of sex dolls and vibes and stroking devices because they can't even get casual sex. We really have a lot of crazy conundrums going on these days. So enough of that. Let's talk about how we can cultivate coital closeness, especially in this zoggy zog world where we are constantly told these things about, you know, purity, culture with sexuality, and we're constantly told all these things with degenerate culture and sexuality. And of course, neither of them are correct. It would, of course, behoove Big Z to put out lies and play both sides, just like they play both sides with politics and diet and the whole male-female divide, like the whole MGTOW feminism thing. We know their playbook. So why would we think that sex would be something that was different? Of course, it's not. So a little bit here about increasing intimacy for more powerful orgasms, right? Who would have thought? So all these people who are out there looking for just like a cheap, a tryst, a cheap roll in the hay, they are really cutting themselves short in regards to cultivating that coital closeness, increasing the intimacy, having a more powerful orgasm because they're using all these toys and tools and they're actually not connecting with somebody. And then we have all these ridiculous Zio Sludge magazines like Cosmo that have all these sex tips. Every six months they refresh the sex tips that they've used the six months before. I don't read these magazines and they've gotten totally like anti-white LGBTP now. Like I've seen a couple of their articles on their website, but years ago when I was in my twenties, I did at one point. Truth be told, I had a subscription to Cosmo magazine. Every single month, it was the same thing over and over again, the same sludge 24-7. So it's always these technical tips like how to find her G-spot, how to give the best blowjob, you know, this is the most amazing position, all this type of technical advice. When I've mentioned it before, good sex is not performative. It's not an act. It's something that you create this flow state with and you just go into it. You're not planning your next move. And if you are, that is kind of creepy. <laughs> At least I think it's kind of creepy. So what are some ways that we can cultivate intimacy, sexual intimacy, which is so important, not just for you and your partner, but it's also really important because we live in this fractured world where people aren't even engaging in the sexual experience anymore. Do you think that's going to have ramifications on the world or in the world, the way things work just as a whole? Absolutely. Right. And then we have these things like from the big fertility, big Z's fertility, um, you know, a business, which is a probably a multi-billion dollar business, all of these ways to create conception 
immaculately, essentially, with no sex, right? So we already have a culture that accepts that a woman can get pregnant without sex. So that culture would extend to things like stroking devices and vibrators and sex dolls. And now they have sex dolls that you can get, you know, these real dolls where you can match someone's hair color, their breast size, their skin color, the way their lips look. It is crazy what's out there. And it's really mind zoggling to think that someone would have this much money to invest in a doll. Um, and then of course we have this super misogynistic culture where some men are so out of touch with what it's like to touch a woman or understand a woman that they would rather have a tranny they could have anal sex with or buy a, a sex doll, which is, I can't imagine anything more vile than uh, that. But of course, hey, these guys aren't gay, right? Just kidding. Okay, so here are some tips about how we can increase intimacy during lovemaking. So number one would be becoming a pro at eye contact. So looking into each other's eyes while you're making love can definitely create intimacy. It could also be a little tough for some people to do that because it's not something that we're usually, I guess, trained to do. And of course, there's a difference between just like staring someone down and being a total creep and then you know, getting into the eye contact. Of course, you might want to talk this over with the person beforehand, see if they're on board, because there are certain sexual styles, like some people really like to just fall into themselves and close their eyes and kind of have like an internal mystical experience. Some people like to connect with looking into someone's eyes. And then other people like to go into the fantasy or the role play mode. Sometimes people like all three. So you have to figure out what your sexual style is and what your mate's sexual style is. So that's number one. Number two would be experimenting with face and hand caressing. So touching your partner's face, um, holding their hand, stroking their palms, their wrists, their fingertips, all of this creates intimacy. Just like if you were to stroke someone's face when you weren't having intercourse or holding someone's hand when you weren't, just because you're engaged in the act of lovemaking doesn't mean these more tender aspects of intimacy have to fall by the wayside. Number three, do a little dance. You could build sexual tension and create more intimacy by dancing for your partner. It can be a sitting dance, a stripping dance, a standing up dance, or a more conservative one. And you can also maintain eye contact whilst you're doing the dance. You can also stroke their hands. You can stroke their face. You can use a blindfold. There's many ways to do this. You don't have to go out there and buy like some crazy toy. And a lot of these toys that are out there they're feeding a market of inorgasmia, essentially. And the more, especially for women, the more women use a vibrator, the harder it is for them to be able to have an orgasm without it on their own or with a male partner. And then it almost makes it feel like the penis is, is useless. If the vibrator can do all this man-made stuff. A penis can never stand up to doing the things that a vibrator does. Plus it's a completely different feeling and experience than having this mechanical buzzing going on, right? And also remember too, that when it comes to lovemaking, men are very visual. They see a nice set of breasts, they get an erection, they're ready to have sex, right? Women need emotional warm up. They need to be complimented. They need to feel safe in order for them to let go and have an orgasm. So if a guy's thinking like, oh, she's not having an orgasm, or she's thinking, oh, I'm not having them with him, will try to connect with her emotionally. It's, it's a very different thing. So I can see how all these misogynists out there who don't understand how to connect with a woman would be appetized by a sex doll or a tranny because they're essentially connecting with a male 
or basically just a piece of plastic, right? And finally, number four, moaning together in sync. This can be immense if you can actually harmonize the orgasmic experience, right? But even if you can't harmonize and actually have an orgasm at the same time as your mate, still sharing the same breath and sound intensifies things a lot. This would be a tantric move, essentially. And in Tantra, energy moves on sound. So you will double the energy when you sound together. It's like when you're in a yoga class and everyone's oming and they're moving in the same way. There's this sync of energy. So really, when you think about sex, it's a flow state and a sync of energy. I mean, S-Y-N-C, not S-I-N-K, like kitchen sink, obviously. So we can see just how powerful and how important it is to create this flow state of intimacy, especially when we live in this world that every day is more and more sterile and stale and weird and just completely um, inhumanistic, right? So hopefully you've got some tips to maybe try tonight with your mate. Maybe if you're on the market for a mate, you can think about these things next time you're on a date or something like that. So I think that's all I have to say for today. Happy St. Patrick's Day to everybody listening. I'm going to make myself some Irish soda bread with caraway seeds and currants, of course, because that's how it's made. I think I might add a little bit of barley flour in there too and make it nice and, and soft. Barley is one of those forgotten grains because everyone's afraid of, of gluten these days. And maybe it's not the gluten. Maybe it's the grain or the food that's not working for somebody. So Remember these things as you walk through the day, and we'll be connecting again soon. Satnam.